This episode of The Polygon Show is brought to you by Microsoft Azure. Your business is built on bold ideas. Bring them to life faster, push them further, and scale them worldwide without skipping a beat using Microsoft Azure. Stay productive with familiar tools, develop and deploy where you want with a consistent hybrid environment, and build engaging apps with intelligent features. Join the startups, governments, and 90% of Fortune 500 businesses running on Microsoft Cloud by starting your free account at azure.com slash trial. That is A-Z-U-R-E dot com slash trial. Hello and welcome to The Polygon Show. I'm Simone Hiroshkor. And I'm today, I am today. Today is me, and today also contains Allegra Frank. Hello. And Ashley O. Hello. Chelsea Stark has unfortunately left us for the day, but she will return next week. I guess it's appropriate because she's on a sort of vacation, and today we are going to be talking about vacations. Well, I think she's sick. She's not on vacation. Yeah, I don't think that's The vacation. people don't need to know that. Get well soon, Chelsea. We love you, Chelsea. <laughs> Before we start talking about vacations, though, <laughs> Ashley, what happened to you with Overwatch? Oh, I just want to say really quickly, it's really, I had a wonderful moment last night. I was having uh, quite a match. It was going downhill in Overwatch Quick Play. And then uh, I noticed towards the end of the match, I, um, seconds before, there's somebody on the other team with the username Buttfat. <laughs> so. <laughs> Every couple of seconds, my screen said eliminated butt fat. I was like, yes, thank God. I've been trying so hard. And then at the end, you know, butt fat was on like the little cards where you can vote. And I was going to vote for butt fat because I was like, this is great. And then I saw my objective time was 420 and I was playing Junkrat and I screwed. I was like, blessed match. And I threw my controller. It's okay. But it was it was good. It was a wonderful time. But you weren't able to commend butt fat because you threw your controller. It's okay. I'm sure everyone else commended butt fat. <laughs> I hope they did too. <laughs> As like a well, I don't know because like I guess I could have endorsed butt fat, but I didn't want to be like, hey, good teammate. It's like no, I don't. I don't want you around. You know, sportsmanship. Like, no, I I don't think it applies. And then shot caller, which just makes me sad. I hope that it's not calling all the shots. My butt fat. My butt fat calls the shots. That's the name My butt of your fat new rap album. My butt fat brings to the yard. Yeah, to <laughs> That was my story. <laughs> That's it. I really liked it. So today, well, let's see. Last week we asked you all for stories about vacations and video games, whether that meant a vacation in a video game or a video game that you played on vacation. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited. We're going to be talking about beach episodes and why video games should have them. We're going to be talking about tragic losses. First off, we're going to start with an email from Alice. Hi, ladies. I was recently on vacation in San Francisco for a music festival and spent a lot of downtime playing my Switch while waiting for sets to begin. It felt a little odd to be playing video games in the middle of a field of hipsters, but I also set a personal high score in Money Puzzle Exchanger, so it was totally worth it. What is the oddest place where y'all have played video games? Love, Alice. This actually reminds me of a time when I played my 3DS at a concert. Now that I think about it, I guess I blocked that out. I used to go to concerts <laughs> alone all the time. Um, just because, like, if I don't have someone to go with me, I'm not going to just not go. So um, I, I forget what show it was. It might have been, like, That Dog or something. That Dog. Yeah, which is a very good band that I like. That Dog, all lowercase, period. Anyway, so um, I was the youngest person there because it was their like reunion show, and they broke up in 1997. <laughs> so I oh felt really awkward, and I was there really early. So I had my 3DS, blessedly, and I played Animal Crossing. I think it was that show. I could get the timeline wrong, but when I've been in situations like that, I'm like, sometimes I just whip out my 3DS while all these older people are standing there and 
having friends and being on dates while I'm dying alone. I feel like there's a, a sub clause of this that I don't understand, which is how do people go to concerts very often? Because I, I never know when they're happening and I always miss them. So I don't even have a chance to bring my switch to the concert because I don't know the concerts going on. I would go alone if I knew it was going on. But I don't. How do you guys know about these How do you things? find out about concerts? How do you afford to go to concerts? Uh, that part I have no answer for. I mean, I go to like smaller shows where they're mm-hmm. not as expensive, I guess. Yeah. And I just keep up on the music trends. So. I have some newsletters. I read Pitchfork. We move on. Yeah. Thank you. No more of that. No more, no no more of that horrible voice. What's the weirdest place you played a video game, Ashley? I don't know. Don't know. I, I don't, don't think, think it's weird anymore. You can play true. everywhere. So yeah. I guess like the most weird, it's not even weird, is the bathroom and that's it. Oh yeah, I've definitely done that. Especially now that I have the Switch. I mean only now that I have the Switch because I couldn't have done it with my PlayStation. That would have involved turning the entire TV, the large, like 60 inch TV towards the bathroom and then leaving the door open. No, but I'm thinking about the logistics of it now and my greatest fear I think would be if I did all that and then Julia walked in and caught me on the toilet playing a PlayStation game in another room. I guess I could have done it with the Vita if yeah, I had done. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. That would be so Listen. cool. Wait, so you think your controller would work from that distance? Definitely. In really? my in my apartment, yes. Cuz the living the, the bathroom comes off the living room. I would just need to turn the TV around. I think you should I you feel think I like, should do it for science? Yeah, I definitely have known people who've done that. You think I should document it? I think n- not you on the toilet, but. What if I'm just mock pooping? Okay. Uh, I guess okay. you could sit down with like the lid and I'm closed. I'm sitting on the lid, yeah, closed. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll try that, but mostly. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> never touch anyone else's switch is the, the <laughs> worldwide <laughs> story. It also has. Probably they were playing it on the toilet. Unless they're like wiping it down every time, which you know you don't. I'm sorry, world. So, Alice, I don't think that you're weird for playing uh, your Switch at what I assume was Outside Lands. Um, which actually I, this is funny because I have friends who go to outside lands every year and the PS on Alice's email is while at the festival, I stood behind someone who from behind looked just like Simone. I realized it was not, but she was very into perfume genius and the mountain goats, which seemed to scan as well, which is true. That's fair. You like them? Um, I've never listened to either of them, but I like them in, in, in theory. I think you would like them. (laughs) I think you would like them too. Everyone loves the mountain goats. I see their lyrics all the time. Perfume Genius has a very good Twitter account. So I hear. So, you know, I count that as liking it. (laughs) (laughs) Just like every movie that I've only read the plot description of. Oh no, that's right. You like to go into the Wikipedia pages. Only if I'm not going to watch the movie. Oh, you do that for horror movies. Yeah. Because I'm never going to watch it. This next email is from Megan. Hi, Polygon Show folks. When I was a kid, my parents refused to let my sister and I play any video slash computer game besides educational ones. We, as the nerdy 90 kids we, kids we were, secretly purchased the Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban EA computer game. On the nights my parents had to go to events for my dad's work, we'd make mac and cheese and play the game together. I was the mouse wand function and camera control, and my sister was the keyboard functions. When my parents returned home, we'd have about 30 seconds between the garage door opening and them entering the house to remove all food from the computer room and uninstall the game. Oh my God. Yeah. The issue is that my dad only had about one event per month, so we'd just have to reinstall the game each time we had a free night, and we could only get through about a third of the game before having to stop. When I finally graduated high school and got my own laptop, my sister and I took a sibling vacation and played through the entire game together in one sitting, including all the extra achievements. Now we have both told our parents about this, but at the time it was great to have this secret sibling tradition and then finish it with a big hurrah vacation to 100% the game. Just typing this out gave me a big nostalgic smile. Thanks, Megan. Oh my God. That's such a good story. I love that story so much. Oh my God. I I just, you know, I, I really commend you for playing through the same third of the game repeatedly over and over. But I also feel like at the time, I don't know, with like 
not being able to play that many games, like you would do whatever you can to play any games, mm -hmm. I think. That was my whole childhood was just like going over to a friend's house and the game that I could play there. Like, did you guys have certain games that you only had access to at friends' houses? Yeah. Away mm -hmm. from your family? What were they? Because mine was, there was one Tomb Raider game that, again, same situation where we couldn't, because we were actually bad at it at that point so there we would try to play the beginning of it and just not be able to and then the other one same friend's house was frogger 2 which we over the course of like many months of visiting her house did eventually beat i'm pretty sure which was oh my god that might actually i've always said that bioshock is the first game i've ever beaten but frogger 2 oh might have been the might be the one <laughs> that's good Frogger 2 is really hard. Yeah. I don't think I've ever beat a Frogger game. I had help. Thanks, Kaylin. <laughs> what about you, Allegra? What was your um, away from I home? I only had Nintendo consoles for much of my childhood. So my, but like my cousin only had PlayStation consoles. So we would play like PlayStation games at his house. So I played oh. like Crash Team Racing and Spyro and Kingdom Hearts for a while. I yeah. could only play at his house. Um, but I only saw my cousin like once or twice a year. So it was just like, well, I'll see you next <laughs> spring and we could pick up Kingdom Hearts again. Did your cousin like get further than you? Did you play from where your cousin was or did you play your own file? It would just be like, we would usually end up just watching anyway. Yeah. So it would just be like, okay, well, I'm on the final boss of Kingdom Hearts now, six months later. So that's all. That's what you're going to have to see now. Yeah. 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 That's kind of the... Watching can be kind of the worst if you really, really, really want to play. I feel because I, I feel like so. I mean, for all of us, our childhoods, or at least Ashley and I, our very young childhoods, we didn't really have like we had Game Boys maybe, but I didn't have one personally. Did you have one? A Game Boy? Yeah. Oh, I had a lot of Game Boys. Oh, you had a lot reason. of Game Boys. So you actually could play games on, like, away from home, where I could never do that. It was always just if I'm at my house or at someone mm -hmm. else's house. I, like, I used to go on a lot of car rides, so Game Boys were pretty essential. Yeah. I think just both to me and my mom, so I would <laughs> shut up. So you would shut up. Yeah. Did you have any games that you played at a friend's house that you couldn't play your own? Um... I just kicked a leg under I, the I table. I think I kicked you. I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I think like most of those I ended up buying myself, but there were definitely like Dreamcast games because I could never get a Dreamcast. I still can't get a Dreamcast. Still can't get it. I mean, maybe I could, but I don't know. It's would you want to? I would, but isn't there like some problem with a CRT game? Yeah. I mean, you'd have to get a CRT. Tea, maybe if the to not make it look weird, whatever. Anyway, Sega, why don't you release cool versions, that. mini versions of your consoles? I don't know. They were all like weird, like I don't know. It's such a strange mix between like Modern Warfare, <laughs> Tony Hawk, Counter Strike. So it's like all the all the and Peggle and for some Peggle? reason. Peggle? Sorry, that wasn't when I was a kid, but I just never got to own Peggle, and I was always over my friend's house. This was in college, <laughs> and we would um, we would play it, and like I would just get really like this was like past the age of twenty, where I was like, can I come over and play Peggle? Are you guys nice. playing Peggle right now? Can I come over? <laughs> that was me. That was me, except in my own house with Peggle too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this story is from Lindsay. Hi, Polygon Show. My story is about taking a home console with me on vacation. I was in high school when Pokemon XD Gale, Gale of Darkness. That's such a funny name. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that real? Yeah. The XD, I just see it and I think of the emotion. The, oh, yeah. yeah, the face. Pokemon <laughs> laughing face, Gale of Darkness. And then I think of like a woman named Gale. I know, I was thinking of a woman Oh, named wow, Gale. this is quite a game. Came out on the GameCube. I was so engrossed in it that I brought my GameCube with me to play it during a week-long family vacation at the beach. Years later, it still haunts me that high school me wanted to stay inside and play video games instead of have fun at the beach with my family, but my uncle was surprisingly non-judgmental about it. I'll always remember how he kept quietly trying to understand how Pokemon battles worked. Aww. So, these are the bad guys? So because your monsters are stronger, they have to leave you alone now? But you're a kid, can't they just beat you up? 
What if they take those little balls from you? <laughs> Ew. He never quite got it, but I appreciated the effort and letting me monopolize the TV for that whole vacation. Have any of you ever packed up and hauled a home console along for a family vacation? And how did your family take it? Lindsay. Thanks, Lindsay. Yes. So, Allegra, you you are, the, I think, the, the person who had answers for this. Because you took... Um, home consoles when you visited Nigeria. Well, that was my Game Boy, Your but Game Boy. Ah. <laughs> it's a portable, but I did take my GameCube, which I think it's like the most appropriate console to like mm -hmm. carry around because I had the little handle. Yeah. Um, I would shuttle that like back and forth between my mom and dad's house all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to remember if like specifically, I know, so as I said, right, like my cousin didn't have any Nintendo consoles. So I think one time we maybe brought the GameCube to his house or I would bring it to like my friend's houses. But I think there was definitely like a Thanksgiving or something when we brought it because it's like we're yeah. only into GameCube now and you don't have one. Now I'm remembering I did take like a post high school trip to the beach, also to the beach like Lindsay uh, with a friend of mine. And I brought what was not my PlayStation 2, someone else's PlayStation 2, because I was almost done with Kingdom Hearts and I really wanted to beat it. Except that it was this freaking Maleficent and the boss battles. I just remember playing that boss battle over and over again, only in the evenings at the beach, because I was enjoying the beach, Lindsay. But that's 100% <laughs> wow. something that teen me would do, because like I was the kid who would like not want to be outside. I would want to be reading books, and then my parents would make me go read the book outside. <sighs> Frustrating. So if I had had the ability to take a console on vacation, I absolutely would have. I just never owned one as a teen because my parents knew that I, <laughs> they knew what was up. <laughs> they knew I had no self-control. What about you, Ashley? Um, I definitely brought my Game Boy with yeah. me all the time. I would never be able to bring um, my Playstations because mm -hmm. I have uh, the type of Asian mom who would never, ever <laughs> let me do that. And yeah. it's like, where would we even, you know, like, no, she just would not. If I snuck it into my luggage and like tried to take it out of my, she would. She would throw it away. She would, no, <laughs> she, maybe, I don't know. But like, there was no way I was going to chance that. So I never got to do that. Instead, I played a lot of Game Boy, and if we were lucky and I was at the right cousin's house, I would just watch him play games on his PlayStation. Yeah. And, like, I remember he was playing Final Fantasy VII. It was the first time I ever saw it. I was like, whoa, what is that? He was like, it's Final Fantasy VII. I was like, what's it about? And then I th I feel like he, even he was just aware that it was too complicated and stupid to It's literally the worst question in the world. To, like, <laughs> a fucking, like, 10-year-old, you know? And I think he just was like, ah, you know, it's it's complicated. But you can watch. And I was like, okay, I, want, I tried to have an Advent Children viewing party that involved people who didn't know anything <laughs> about the plot of Final Fantasy VII. And no. I was so convinced that it would make perfect sense. <laughs> and for those of you <laughs> who haven't or still don't know anything about Final Fantasy VII, it doesn't make sense. You know, it doesn't. In a way, even being familiar with this, with Final Fantasy VII, watching it, it still doesn't really make any sense. There's a space lady, and she makes what nasty Genova. She's from space. Oh, I guess she's an alien. I don't. It was like a bacteria, but I guess it's. But from she space. has a body. She has a head. She her head is in a box. That's the whole plot of Advent what? Children. And and <laughs> they're trying to I find Genova's head. No, and then what? Kazoo or whatever his name Kazoo! is puts it in his 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 chest, and then he turns into Sephiroth. <laughs> Obviously. What? <laughs> and Reno and Rude are there. Oh, I remember that. And they're in love. <sighs> I think I, I think I was focused too much on like their cool costumes that are, were revamped that I, I don't really remember the plot. 
I remember there were some fall, falling boulders and it was like Bayonetta that they were fighting on the boulders what? and they yes. jumped from boulder to boulder. Listen, the fight scenes in Advent Children are genuinely great and I will go to my grave believing that I need to find the name of this character. He put it in his chest. Kadage. Laws Kazoo. and Yazoo. Yazoo is the third one. So there's Kadage and Yazoo. And anyway. Together. Yeah, I mean, you could do that because obviously they can blend into two. Anyway, the greater point is uh, video games. Wow, we have <laughs> veered off topic. I don't I even know what we're about, talking about. Um, a, Ashley, brief idea. We should do an episode on video game movies so that <gasps> yeah. I can talk about okay, yeah, forever. Let's do that. Secondary thing. Uh, just like on the subject of balancing family time and gaming, which I think is like the the other broad arching umbrella of this question uh I, I took my switch up to vermont for my cousin's wedding recently and then i couldn't really play it because i have a nine-year-old cousin and i knew that if i ever 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 brought that switch out around him it would be gone from me because you can't <laughs> like there's no way to in a in a non-dickish or like logical way for a child be like no i your 28-year-old adult cousin needs to play video games now, but you can't do it. Wait, would they want? They would definitely want to, because this is the cousin who, like, commandeered my phone to play Animal Crossing oh. for a billion hours last time at Thanksgiving. Um, oh, my God. Was it really that long ago that the Animal Crossing mobile game came yeah. out? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow, yeah. Kill me. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he literally played every single game that I had on my phone, and it, it was just not my phone for a while. Um, <laughs> Wait, but do you have any multiplayer games on Switch? I have Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Oh. Yeah. Mm. And Snipper Clips, but that doesn't count. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't want to play Snipper Clips. Oh. <laughs> Especially, not, like, that's such it's honestly a difficult game even for an adult yeah it would be very frustrating i think to play with a kid mm-hmm. this episode of the polygon show is brought to you by quip quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple affordable and even enjoyable allegra frank have you found that brushing your teeth is enjoyable i really do enjoy it with my quip i really do <laughs> uh I know that sounds extremely unconvincing, but I just, it's part of my natural daily life now. It's just part it's of part me. of your routine. <laughs> you know what I noticed? It has like, it has a, a nice like soothing ending, right? <laughs> like it has those yeah. little pulses. I like the little you pulse know countdown. Done. Yeah. Because yeah, otherwise your toothbrush just stops mm-hmm. and you're like, I wasn't done. It also feels, to go. yeah, it feels weird now, like using a toothbrush that doesn't the little pulse countdown. I'm like, when do I stop? I'm like, and excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> wait, like with an analog toothbrush, you're just like, wait, how an, do I stop? An analog toothbrush. Well, what else am I gonna call it? <laughs> yeah, I just like put it in my mouth for a while because I don't have that little countdown. It's tragic. Well, Quip also automatically delivers brush heads on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just of five dollars so you never get into a situation where you're using bristles that are old worn out and ineffective and i'll add here another adjective smelly your toothbrush could get smelly but it won't get smelly with quip because you'll be getting those fresh heads right it also as we stated has a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides which helps guide you to a full and even clean And you know what? Quip also has sensitive sonic vibrations that are gentle on your gums. Why? People brush too hard and some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive. I think that's certainly because like when you're when you're really trying to get in there, you want to feel like you're doing something. Sometimes you absolutely do brush too hard. But Quip is sensitive, sensitive on your sweet pink gums, which is a a thing that I don't ever want to say again. I would love to have sweet pink gums, though. I do have sweet pink gums. I'm looking at them right now because they're smiling at me. Kind of red. But Quip's helping me. Maybe because of Quip. Yes. Quip. It'll make your gums sweet and pink. Because you won't be brushing with a smelly head. All right. Well, that's why I enjoy Quip. Because it lets me say sweet pink gums. And also because it is convenient and has a nice timer. 
And also they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Imagine having an army of 20,000 dental professionals. It'd be very powerful, which is exactly what you'll be if you use Quip, which starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash polygon right now, you get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That is again your first refill pack free, no more smelly heads at getquip.com, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash Polygon. Thank you so much, Quip, for sponsoring this episode of The Polygon Show. This episode of The Polygon Show is also brought to you by Gamefly. Gamefly puts video games where they belong in the hands of the gamers who love them. With your monthly subscription to Gamefly.com, you can pick your favorite games from over 9,000 titles and have them mailed directly to your door. Don't waste your money buying this year's new games before you know they're worth it. With Gamefly, I'm sorry that I'm going all over the place. But you know what? You can go all over the place with Gamefly because they have so many genres of video games that you can try. You'll have access to all of the newest game releases and you can keep them and play them as long as you want. You know what you can do that with? One monthly fee. You know what you get with that monthly fee? Allegra Frank? Do you know what you get? Uh, over 9,000 games? Yeah, and unlimited video game rentals of all of the most popular titles. Uh, do they have Peggle? We talked about Peggle today. Girl. Now I want to play Peggle again. Girl, I'm going to check. Yes. They have Peggle Dual Shot. Oh, do they have, do they have, do they have Sonic Generations? Allegra, Allegra, they have 87 games with Sonic in the title. <laughs> Allegra, there are so many. Yes, they do have Sonic Generations. They do. And you can start your free trial and play it. They have copies of it on the 3DS and the PS3. Imagine that. <laughs> so for as little as 54 cents a day, always with free shipping and with the ability to cancel any time, you can play games such as Sonic Generations and Peggle Dual Shots, or even games that are good, like God of War. Wow, Peggle Dual Shot is really good. I'll have to take you up on that with a, a, a trial for Gamefly.com. I'll go to Gamefly.com slash Polygon Show and I'll start my free premium 30-day trial today. And you can too, listeners. The premium trial allows you to check out two games or movies at a time. Yeah, they have movies. And you can only get this offer by visiting Gamefly.com slash Polygon Show. Their usual first free month offer is only one game at a time. And we're giving you two, so you can get Sonic Generations and Peggle Dual Shot. Those are the two. Those are the two. We pick them for you. No, they'll let you choose any <laughs> ones you want. Um, and again, when you're tired of them, you just mail them back. You just put them in the put them in the box. Get rid of them. They go away immediately. Go sign up and start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days. Thank you so much, Gamefly, for sponsoring this episode of the Polygon Show. I, I will also just say it's kind of appropriate that we're talking about vacations because I just took a staycation, so I'm finally back, mm -hmm. uh, and I still feel disoriented. But I was super jealous of you, by the way, for your. I think Ashley and I talked about. It. We were both like, "Damn, that's such a good idea." Yeah, it was nice, uh, recommended. But yeah, so um, when I was little, we didn't never really took a lot of family vacations like the most we would do is go visit like my grandpa at the beach or something but mm -hmm. we didn't really do like you know go to the beach every summer or whatever um but we went on like two really big vacations because if we were gonna go it was usually like gotta make it a thing mm -hmm. so when I was seven we went to Nigeria, which is where my mom's family lives, so we could like see her home country and meet a lot of her family. It was really boring. <laughs> it was super boring and it was really hot. And my mom thought we were going to get like some kind of 
disease. So she basically was like, no, you can't go outside. What? And you have to wear sweaters all the time in sweltering African heat. What season was it? It was summer. Oh, no. It was very hot. So we just stayed inside under the fan. And because it was like, okay, well, I don't really. No wonder you were bored. It was very boring. Yeah. And our parents would just be gone all the time. And there weren't really kids our age. Um, We, my sister and I would just kind of sit inside and like, watch the TV, but the TV was different. They didn't really have cartoons, but thankfully we had our Game Boys and we had gotten them like, I don't know, six months prior, but we were still like hardcore into Pokemon. I mean, obviously. Uh, So I just remember playing so much Pokemon Silver. We like made our mom um, pack like a ton of batteries, like Mm -hmm. double A batteries. And we went through most of that bag of double A batteries uh, because we were gone for like almost a month. So I just played so much Pokemon Silver. I didn't beat it because like it was hard and I was bad at it. But I just got really far. I put in so many hours. It's still like one of my most played games ever. And I know I sunk in a plethora of those hours during that vacation. And um, I guess some vacation. Yeah. Like vacation. All my vacations like as a kid just kind of felt like that you know Mm -hmm. we're like this is really for the adults to do their thing and the kids are there because they have to be there and the parents are just like oh well isn't this a great experience going to this museum you won't remember or appreciate so even now I'm still like oh we went to like London did we see anything and my parents are like yeah we went to this museum and this museum and this museum and I'm like I don't remember this because you were like under 10 because I was seven yeah. yeah but when I was a little bit older we did our second vacation which was just my mom my sister and I um and at the time my mom lived in LA so we went to Japan which I do remember and was awesome but then afterwards she was like well I live in LA now so you have to come stay with me in LA for like three weeks and it kind of felt like the same thing of just being like trapped in like adult world because we couldn't really go anywhere right you have to drive everywhere in LA and she was working so again like vacation in beautiful LA was just us sitting inside all the time and because I had just come back from Japan and am very into video games, I bought a lot of video games in Japan. And I just sat on the floor of her apartment playing these Japanese video games. I learned some Japanese from them, which was cool. And I just played the heck out of Jump Ultimate Stars, which is this like shonen jump fighting game. And I beat it and I just put like 40 hours into it. Like all I did when I was in LA was just play Jump Ultimate Stars in Japanese. Wow. Um, so that it was always, like your mental retreat from yeah. this situation that was confusing and also boring. <laughs> yeah, like it's always like this weird feeling of entrapment. Like family vacations feel very foreign and not necessarily fun for me. Uh, yeah. No offense, parents. They're, they were fun <laughs> sometimes. Um, Have you done any adult vacations with your parents? With my parents? We went to Chicago, my dad, my sister and I. That was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um that's it. <laughs> I think that's it. Uh, and that didn't feel like being trapped. So yeah, that well, was you fine. Have autonomy now. Yeah, but I, video games have always been a nice salve in those situations. Yeah, I don't know. I guess my my parents always made me like do things on vacations, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. They didn't lock me in a house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My parents had a real fondness for locking me in That's houses. That's so weird, Allegra. I'm sorry. I usually wouldn't call anyone's childhood weird because every childhood is beautiful and unique. But taking you to Nigeria and then not letting you go outside is actually weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't experience this country. <laughs> uh, do you have any last thoughts on that, Ashley? This email is from Stephen. Hi. I recently lived on a tropical island for a few years. It sounds great in theory, like an extended vacation, but I found out I'm basically allergic to the sun and stayed indoors as much as possible. Enter Final Fantasy XIV, where I constantly went fishing on the beaches of Costa del Sol. In real life, I'm a vegan who hides from the sun. In game, I soak in direct sunlight while murdering sea life to make trinkets. Cheers, Stephen. I like that. Good job, Stephen. Good job, Stephen. <laughs> I do always, I love beach levels slash vacation levels. And Ashley, I know you have a lot of feelings about Persona 5's 
beach level, which I haven't gotten to, and I'm upset. Tell me about uh, it. Do you want me to talk about it? Yeah, of course I want you to talk about it. Well, they all get really, um, they all get nice bathing suits, so they all have different outfits. They all do different things on the beach. Some of them like to hang out. Ryuji tries to look for girls, and it doesn't work out because he's a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my favorite part was Yusuke, who I'm sorry, I just don't really like. I do, but like, but this was my favorite part. He went up to Futaba and he had one lobster in each hand <gasps> and he's waving them around. And he's like, look at these. And you see her kind of like shrink and she's like, ew, like get those away, get those away. And he's like, I really like this shape. This is such a beautiful shape don't you think it's perfect and she's like please stop waving them around and he's just like well i don't understand what's so weird about this and everyone's like screaming at him and he's like what i like the shape he likes the shapes (laughs) the shape of the lobsters but it's good it was um a great break from you know kind of the dungeon crawling segment where like you know you're just kind of on this mission and you know, it's fun to do daily like student and post student activities, but you know, they all kind of just like hang out, which I like having those segments and different games just because like it is such a nice way to look into, you know, the personalities of these characters. And so mm-hmm. it's almost like they're on a break. They're no longer all like upset or focused on a mission. It's just like we're gonna kind of relax and like seeing um, I think like a lot of the JRPGs I play, like sometimes I'll go to like a beachside town or something or like time off. And it's really interesting, like seeing how each one of them takes their time off. Yeah. Like Final Fantasy nine did that where like, I forgot which town you went to. And like, there were these optional little scenes you could watch of like everyone in different parts of town doing different things. And, like, some people were interested in this. And some people went over here. And then I think Vivi got, like, trampled on. <laughs> and then I think, like, <laughs> Kina, like, scared off everyone. They're like, please, please, can you leave? And they're like, I, I'm hungry. And he's, like, kind of terrorizing, I feel like, this restaurant. And then, like, someone else was, like, at a library and, like, looking at nice things. And it's like, oh, this speaks to your character. I, I love the idea of having beach segments in games because beach slash hot springs episodes <laughs> are such an important part of anime mm-hmm. because you have to have an episode where everything is silly and nothing matters and they did it in Avatar The Last Airbender 2 and it was <gasps> fucking perfect, oh, remember? That's my favorite, that's my favorite yes! Avatar episode. All the like Fire Nation villains the teen villains go to the island and they like have a kind of miserable like fire on the beach where Zuko's fighting with his girlfriend May and then they go to a party and Azula tries to flirt for the first time. I love it so much. It's so good. And then I remember she goes up to this jock looking guy and she's like kind of like propositions him. Yeah. And then he's like, that really turned off. Very sharp. And then he's that <laughs> yeah. outfit could puncture the hull of a Fire Nation battleship, sending Wait. thousands to their death. Is that what she said? Yes. <laughs> and then at, I believe at the end she's like, "We could be the most powerful couple at In this the party." World. <laughs> yes. I, God, I used to be able to do a decent Azula. I love Azula. That episode I worked made so me, hard on her laugh. That made me love her so love much. Her. Like, she's so fucking mean, but that episode, she's mm-hmm. so good when she tries to flirt. Yeah, it's like... Or, like, have fun. Because she's so powerful, but then you realize, like, she has this ultimate failing as a human where she's so insecure and well, she can't also, really relate to other people. She hasn't really been around, I feel like, people her yeah, age that's that true, much. that's true, yeah. So I feel, and, and she's also, like, royalty, so yeah. she's probably, like, really, as we can see at parties, she's a... Uh, Interesting. She doesn't know how to relax and flirt. Which, oh. same. Uber relatable. <laughs> oh, Zuko and May at the party. Oh, oh my God. Tylee. Do you remember the Casa del Sol um, part of Final Fantasy VII? Okay, so that was my next segment. Yes. yes. Whenever yes. I go to a beach or I'm on a vacation, I actually have to listen to that song. The song from Casa del Sol. 
Yeah, and it's like not, it it's not even that good. You know, it's a Final Fantasy VII song, so like there's limited technology, but there's just like, I don't know, it paints such a rich picture of like, and the thing is that Costa del Sol in Final Fantasy VII isn't even that great. There, I think they- What is it? There's a dolphin have, mini game. Yeah, but like there are only very bad. two like background scenes. It's like one of the front of the inn by this like bridge, and then the other one, which is like kind of the beach. And like it's not that great, but it, it, it ingrained into my horrible brain that and that's a really yeah. good vacation song though. We're I, I remember it so much and I'm trying to remember if that's because of fanfic <laughs> that I'm actually remembering or if really? anything good actually happened there. I just remember there was a dolphin game. There was, it was really Mr. Hard. Dolphin and it was very bad and hard. Yeah, it was really But hard. then you can buy a house too, right? I don't know. I love buying houses. Anyway, <laughs> let's. This next email is from Blair. Hey, folks. Finally listened to an episode in time to send an email. Yes, you did, Blair. Good job. <laughs> anyway, story time. So, my family was going to a reunion when I was about 11. Because we hadn't had the chance to travel much before that, my parents decided to make it a road trip. So, me, my eight year old brother, and my parents piled into the minivan and set off. At the time, my family had a van that had a TV in the ceiling. What? I know. I was always so mm -hmm. jealous of people's families who had like, oh, TVs in the car. That's obscene. Yeah, those were cool. Oh, my God. And I was able to hook up the GameCube to it. Jesus Are Christ. Are you kidding me, Blair? <laughs> so I decided to play Harvest Moon Magical Melody because oh. I was determined to get further in it. And what better time than on a 10 plus hour car ride? I was doing so well. I had two houses. I was married <laughs> to the fisherman dude. I had gathered more than half the notes. My animals were doing great. My crops were flourishing. I had upgraded my gear, and most importantly to me, I had bred the best little racehorse. <laughs> I was so proud of that baby horse. It was just about time to try her out. I was prepared. A couple more days and we'd be ready. We'll stop here for dinner, my dad said. My brother mumbled his consent half asleep. I made a thumbs up in the rearview mirror. No time to talk. I was focused. Alrighty, kids. Din din. My mom started gathering her purse. Just a second. The screen went black. <gasps> and the rumble of the engine ceased. I was left staring, dumbfounded, at my little gray box of joy. No signs of life. I learned to save more often after that. Oh. But I did not touch that game again. <laughs> I couldn't bear to do that entire year over again. Oh, my God. That's Blair. horrible. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> Tragic. Save often. You've got to save. What wow. a dark world in which the Nintendo Switch didn't exist. <laughs> Honestly, that was like kind of scary to listen to for me because my best friend growing up, her name is Blair and she has a brother who's like three years younger and she loves Harvest Moon and she loves horses in Harvest Moon. And I was like, is this about my friend? I don't remember sure this. I don't think hey, so. Hey, Blair, <laughs> write in again and let us know if you knew Allegra growing up. It would be hilarious if it was the same person and they just didn't remember. I literally <laughs> just saw her on Saturday. I'll text oh, her. No. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Wow, that's so, so sad. I guess, I mean, the bright side, there is no bright side for Blair. That's <laughs> that's terrible. But it never happened to me because I never had a car with a TV in it. So maybe that's what you get for your TV <laughs> privilege, Blair. Oh, I'm this sorry, took Blair. a dark road. It is a dark road. Well, let's, let's move on to a story from Josh. A happy story, I hope. <laughs> hey, Polygon Pals. I finally got caught up on the show after being swallowed into a hole of too many podcasts. In any case, I love the show and everything you guys put into it. Thank you, Josh. My video game vacation story is from when I was nine years old. For Christmas a few days earlier, can I do a little boy voice? No, I won't. <laughs> a what? A little boy voice. Okay, yeah, do it. For Christmas a few years earlier, <laughs> I've gotten a Game Boy Advance. I'm sorry, I won't do that. That's not what Josh <laughs> sounds like. And a copy of Pokemon Ruby. I played that game every chance I got. Oh my God. Why am I not an anime voice actor? Oh my God, yeah. You're like an anime voice actor from like 1999. Oh my God. Oh my God. I guess you can, can you... Yeah, just continue. Just mention your Yu-Gi-Oh collection later. Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Your Beyblades. 
I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> You've activated my trap card. <laughs> when I was nine, <laughs> we went on vacation to the mountains and rented a cabin. There, there about four or five other cat there. Bleh, 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 bleh. There were about four or five other cabins around us with other families renting them. Even though we were on vacation, I still played an inordinate amount of Pokemon all day. One day I was playing and I met this other kid there named Nathaniel. Nathaniel knew everything about Pokemon. <laughs> From Eevees to Ivies, he knew it all. What? Are there Ivies, like like a drip Ivy in a Pokemon game? Because that's not how we sure. spelled it. Yeah, Allegra, is it's, it? Um, it's... I'm is not going to go into bag? it. It's it's not a blood bag. It's like in it's hidden values it, in your attack and what stats. They're different stats. Okay, <laughs> they're like random okay, numbers. Okay, Nathaniel. Stats. Wow, Nathaniel's good. Yeah. Allegra's such a Nathaniel. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't mean Allegra, Frank? <laughs> Another letter about me or someone who knows me. What was what was your fictional brother's name? Did we call him like Neck Frank or something? <laughs> Oh, torso? Torso. <laughs> Nathaniel is torso. Nathaniel could even name all of the Pokemon by Pokedex number and had even been to a few of the conventions. To nine-year-old me, he was the coolest person I had ever met, and I spent the whole day learning about Pokemon from him. When we were packing up our car to leave the cabin, Nathaniel came to see me. He said he had a very special surprise for me and handed me a link cable. Hmm. We both booted up our games. He asked me what Pokemon I always wanted, and then it happened. I told him I had always wanted a Cyndaquil because ashes looked so cool. I didn't even know you could get Johto Pokemon in Ruby and Sapphire, but here it was right there on my screen. He traded me a a Cyndaquil, just like ashes. Best, Josh. Josh. That's really cute. That's so nice. That's the best story. That's really cute, but also when he said that, I was like, freaking why did you not get a legendary? Come you on. wanted the Cyndaquil. <laughs> Just it like Ashes. Cute. You should have gotten a Celebi, but that's Kid fine. was nine years old. <laughs> he likes Cyndaquil. Did Celebi even exist at that point? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, okay, it's fine. I don't want to be a Nathaniel again. What, what are Celebi's IVs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, it depends. <laughs> I, I love you so much. It's so is a grass and psychic Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be like a sparkly fairy because of the name yeah. Celebi. It should be a sparkly fairy. It is the forest guardian. What? Oh. It literally looks like, oh, like a like a wasp and a blade of grass had a baby and then wore a lot of eyeliner. <laughs> it's really weird. I mean, it's not bad. It's just... I don't know. Does it have any evolutions? No. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, like, does it turn into something better? No. <laughs> it's, it's just it. It's just That's so it? it? It looks like a toddler Tinkerbell with a gross <laughs> shirt. A gross <laughs> V-neck. No. Look oh, my this. God. It's a, wait, it's not a V-neck. It's like a high-waisted pants that, high-waisted end, pants that end at your chest. <laughs> it's also a V-neck. V-neck <gasps> pants that oh go to your God. armpit. What, what armpit you, pants. You just pull them up so high that it becomes a V-neck. No, because they're unzipped. Oh. Celebi, oh. Celebi, you have to zip up your pants. No, Celebi does not have breasts because Celebi is a forest guardian. <laughs> Celebi is a blade of grass crossed with a grasshopper. Wait, what did you say it was? Oh. A wasp. A wasp. A blade of grass crossed with a wasp. Josh, your story is really cute. Oh, and I'm good. sorry, Josh. I didn't mean to. <laughs> That's okay, because Josh got a Cyndaquil. So we don't need to neg Josh for the Pokemon choices made uh, in Josh's past. I, I just look, I looked up Cynadil, which is not a Pokemon. I just wanted to look at Cyndaquil because Cyndaquil is very cute. Anyway, wow. I hope that that you and Nathaniel meet again someday and high five over this because that's a really great cute story. This email, our last email today is from Luana. Hello, you all. My name is Luana and I'm from Brazil. Most of my vacations I spend in my grandmother's house. There I don't have internet and most of my time I would spend with my Xbox 360, usually playing FIFA or any multiplayer game with my cousins. But one year I decided that I would beat Portal 2. I knew nothing about the game any of its mechanics or story. 
Now it's my favorite game of all time. Having to force me to solve the the puzzle. Why can't I read all of a sudden? (laughs) Discovering GLaDOS, listening to Cara Mia, and I Want You Gone for the first time. Expecting nothing of this game certainly changed my form of playing games, where nowadays I prefer to play a game knowing nothing about it. Love the show. Bye. Luana. I, what the the most striking thing about this story to me is the idea of being able to get through Portal 2 without looking anything up because you didn't have the internet, which is like what, that's the danger that you run into with games that you take away Mm -hmm. or games that you play where you don't have the the internet, right? Is I can't imagine not being able to have access to the game and look something up. Mm-hmm. Like when I, if I run into a shrine that I can't beat when I'm on an airplane in Breath of the Wild, I just leave. <laughs> and then I look it up when I get off the airplane. But yeah. having the games only like in a place where you don't have access mm-hmm. to internet, you are a freaking champion, Luana, for beating you- Portal 2 with no walkthroughs. <laughs> Did you try the shrine and then you were like, oh, I'll look it up later? Or were you immediately like, I'm not even going to touch this? It kind of depends. Like sometimes I feel like I can do them and I'll try them. And then sometimes I walk in and I look at them and I'm like, (laughs) no, (laughs) no, this is fine. The exception being every time I walk into a shrine and it's a um, major test of strength, I don't even try. I just leave. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have enough good armor. I need better swords. I need to learn how to fight good. I don't know. Have you ever had that happen to you where you've gotten stuck on a game in a place with no internet? Yeah, when I was playing Pokemon Silver. Yeah. Like, I got pretty close to the end, um, and to get to the final, like, gym city, you have to go through this horrible, so annoying ice puzzle, like one of those sliding ice puzzles. And I remember trying that, and I was like, bitch, I don't know. (laughs) So then I read Harry Potter instead. Bitch, I'm nine. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, so I got really mad and would just beat my head against the wall and like oh, just God. train elsewhere. But yeah, I got super stuck on that. That's and, so frustrating. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, like there were walkthroughs, like books, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and there was like game facts. But I remember I had to like look at a book because for a puzzle like that, it really helps to have an image. So mm-hmm. I had to keep waiting to like be able to find that book somewhere or get the book. And eventually I just had my cousin do it for me. And yeah. it took him like two minutes. It took me months. Months. That's I'm gonna make someone do that with the uh the ball maze puzzle in Zelda because yeah. fuck that. So annoying. Also with the final the water boss in Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. No. No, no, <laughs> no. Even with the walkthrough, no. Ashley, have you ever struggled in a in a place where you didn't have a walkthrough and needed one? Um, honestly, when I was playing, uh, like the PlayStation Final Fantasies, I would always make a point to buy the walkthrough guides, um, you know, partially because of, you know, this exact problem and also because they had like nice printed photos of like the concept art and like just if you know what Final Fantasy VIII looks like in game, you really hold on to those pretty pictures (laughs) they give you. Um, so I had that, I had Game Facts, but yeah, I mean, I think the very first Game Boy game I ever tried, I don't know why my cousin gave it to me, uh, was Zelda Link's Awakening, and I was so young, and I remember, like, booting it, I was like, this is gonna be fun, this looks cool, yeah, these trees look cool, literally never got past the first area. Oh no. I don't think I like knew what the fuck I was supposed to do. I didn't know like the mechanics or like the the, the franchise or the puzzles. I just knew I played Kirby and Super Mario and all of a sudden I'm like, why can't I get off of this fucking beach? (laughs) What am I supposed to do? And like, I think that turn off there is why I never like grew up with playing Zelda because like after that experience, it just like, turn me off so much that even everyone was like, Ocarina of Time. I'm like, nope, never again. I don't know what's going on. And I'm not going back to it. They're like, it's different. It's really fun. I'm like, no, it's not. Okay. And it, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. I played Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time on a plane last year. Cause I was like, I'm going to finally see what the hype is about. Maybe I'm going to beat it. It's going to be great. I'm going to be one of those huge fans of Zelda. And then, uh, <laughs> 
it's just, you know, at a certain point, you don't want to carry any more flying hens back to the fucking pen. <laughs> and I don't know why that was like essential in me advancing in the story mm-hmm. or what? why they were like on a roof and you have to do all this weird, tricky shit to get to this chicken so you can throw it back in a pen. I mean, maybe that was Majora's. I don't know. But why do I have to do that? And then I got lost in a forest maze, and I was like, actually, this is so fun. I'm like, what if this is fun? I don't know where I am. I don't like the chickens. I don't know what's happening. Uh, anyway, I played it on uh, the plane. I got okay far in it, as in I left the village that oh, you Ashley. start in. Oh, no. I could not figure out how to get the horse, though. <laughs> You know, they're like, oh, Ipona really likes you. I'm like, great. (laughs) (laughs) Walking around, I'm like, can I get the horse now? And it like likes me, likes me, or just likes me? Like, can I ride her? And they were like, oh, great. Like, I think like Ipona wants to go with you. I was like, okay. (laughs) Hello? And then 10 minutes later, like, I... I traversed the fields just back and forth, <laughs> back and forth. Like when I thought the horse liked me, can I, <laughs> and I didn't know where to go. I, I don't know. I just, I'm so confused. I think I just need to play it with someone who gets it. Maybe that's one of those games where you need to watch someone play it. No, no, I have no interest in that. <laughs> You know, the chickens are an optional quest in Breath of the you know. Wild, too. <laughs> but have you done them? No. Not yet. I mean, it's it's all fun in games. And I was like, this is hilarious until you get to the last one and you're like, where the fuck is this chicken? I want to go into this cave now. I guess I just didn't allow myself to get into the cave. Was there a cave? I just Was know that the horse case? wouldn't come with me and I couldn't find the chicken. I had a lot of animal problems in this game. And <laughs> How I was did like, you get off the beach? What beach? In Link's Awakening. I didn't. How are you supposed to get I off just, the beach? I literally, I think I just shut it off and I I just you th- threw the cartridge in the, I mean, in the fire. I, it's it's not in the garbage, per se. I just, <laughs> just don't know per where se? it is. Per and se? it's not that important to me. Per se. Well, 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 well. <laughs> Thank you for everyone who sent in emails this week. I very much enjoyed your stories. Uh, next week, we are going to be talking about Mar- Spider Man because Marvel's Spider Man is coming out. But Spider Man. We're going to talk about Spider Man. <laughs> um, so I want to open this up. Obviously, we'll be talking about the game. Spider-Man, the new one, but I want to open it up to anyone else who has stories of Spider-Man games, and I think also Spider-Man movies, right, Ashley? Oh, yeah. If you I have mean, any good Spider-Man movie we could commentary? Talk, we could talk endlessly about those movies. Very bad and very good more recently. I want you to explain to my friend Elizabeth, who still loves Spider-Man 3, why her opinion is wrong. I guess it depends on what she means by that. I will clarify by next week. I will find out what Elizabeth likes about <laughs> Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Don't dox my friend Elizabeth, um, <laughs> who I love dearly, even though she's my mortal enemy. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man! You can send in your emails about Spider-Man as a concept, a comic, a film, a game to Polygon Show at polygon.com. Email those. And if you like this show, you can, of course, give it a rating on iTunes, give it a review, or give it a review to a friend. (laughs) And then take your little earbuds and put them in your friend's ears and then press play on your favorite episode of The Polygon Show. And your friend will say, why have you done this to me? (laughs) Why didn't you clean these before you you these? I was cooking pasta and you put these earbuds in my ears and you made me listen to this show about the video games. Maybe maybe you're going on vacation and then you download a bunch of episodes onto your device to listen to on the airplane. Anyway, I'll stop. You know, you guys know where you can listen to the show. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm gonna go now. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. This has been the Polygon Show. Before we go, here's a quick message about Microsoft Azure. Keeping up with your competition is important. Taking the lead with unmatched innovation? That's impressive. Set yourself up to achieve more by running your apps on Microsoft Azure. Clear the way for unparalleled productivity with end-to-end development and management tools. Fearlessly integrate cloud capabilities across your environment with the only consistent hybrid cloud. Build the next generation of smart apps, discover transformative insights through artificial intelligence and real-time data, and scale across more global regions than you'll get from any other cloud provider. Microsoft believes every business and every organization, small and large, old and new, has something to gain by reaching beyond the limits of an on-premises data center. That's why Azure is the cloud for all. What will you achieve when you come to the cloud? Start experimenting and find out. Get started with a free account and 12 months of intelligent services at azure.com slash trial. That's A-Z-U-R-E dot com slash trial.